Podo. Welcome to A Pod Too Far, the podcast for people who secretly know that they stopped making good war movies in 1980. Today, our subject is a film that had a limited impact at the time, but came to be seen as a stone-cold wartime classic. Went the day well. I'm Rob Hutton, and I've been living an apparently respectable life in this podcast for the past decade. But do I harbour a terrible secret? I'm joined by Duncan Weldon, a simple northern peasant who may have to kill me before the episode is over. <laughs> you know, your introductions are becoming more and more offensive over time. <laughs> I'm working on them. Yeah. I, I, I think before we even start talking about this film, which is a fantastic film, and which um, has probably been the most requested film by people on Facebook and Twitter since oh, we started. So the most requested film is Where Eagles Dare, and I okay. would say to everyone, we will do Where Eagles Dare. We're building up to Where Eagles Dare. <laughs> the second most requested film... It is the one we're talking about today, Went the Day Well. Now, before we talk about it at all, I want to apologise to all listeners to give the caveat that Rob is obsessed with this film. Rob went down a rabbit hole of researching this film when he was writing his last book, much of which then ended up on the cutting room floor. I'm looking at him now. He's sort of ready, like a coiled spring, ready to go. This is a man who has been learning about this film, researching this film for, what, four or five years now, and has not yet found an outlet for what he's learned. Yeah. You know, I, I can sort of feel the tap being about to be turned and all of, you know, five years of frustration about to pour forth. So, Rob. Yeah, so if we have any remaining listeners at this point. <laughs> but actually, it, lots of people are obsessed with this film. Last night I was talking to um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Gabriel Milland, mm-hmm. and uh, who has sort of helped me to explore my thinking on this mm-hmm. he's got a phd in in these in these sorts of areas um a shout out to um other listeners because it turns out we do have listeners shout out to ray turner hello ray um glad you like it if you're still listening it, it, it's an odd film for me to be obsessed with i don't know when i first saw it i think i must have i think it's one of those ones that i saw without being aware that i'd seen it in childhood i think a lot of it will be familiar but yes i came across it when i was researching my last book um which was about British fascists um, in wartime Britain, and it's a the, there's there's three films, the three Ealing films that sit together. There's one called The Foreman Went to France, which is basically now only available on YouTube. That one's never in the rotation. There's one called The Next of Kin, which uh, you can find on DVD and was shown as a propaganda film into the sixties uh, to, to sort of to, to national service troops and things. Um, and there's this one, which even at Ealing, Michael Balkan, sort of, who's head of Ealing Studios, never talks about it in his memoirs. But this is the one that's that's lasted best, oddly. Yeah, and I, you know, I normally normally we don't give a brief recap of films, um, but just you know, because I think although this is a classic. And lots of people really, really, it's a very influential film and lots of people that like the wartime cinema like it. This is the one that we've done so far, which may not be hugely familiar to everyone. So it's just worth giving us the the, the 30 second version of what this film the is. The 30 second version of this film is that uh, German paratroopers disguised as Royal Engineers have landed in the sleepy village of Bramley End and their job is to set up a radio transmitter that will jam British radar ahead of the uh, German invasion of Britain, which is going to take place on Monday. Yes. Uh, They land on the Saturday morning. They are discovered. Villagers uh, realise who they are, and they're all herded into the church, 
where the villagers are, where they're held hostage, and then gradually the villagers escape and uh, essentially kill all the Germans. Yes. Um, and if this sounds vaguely familiar to you, it's because it's sort of the plot of The Eagle Has Landed, which we will be doing next week <laughs> as a sort of double bill with this episode. Now, the, one of the interesting things about this film is that it's it's set after the war has been won. Yes. It's made in 1942. It's released at the week of El Alamein and yeah. towards the end of, of 1942. Um, but, it's, uh, but it's set in a future in which the war is over... And, and there Brit- has been a German invasion which has been repulsed. Yes, and, and, and Britain has won. And, I mean, it's just interesting that you make these choices yes. in 1940. I suppose, you yeah. know, you, your feeling is, well, if it goes the other way, no-one's going to be watching this anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's incredibly English. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, but, but just step back for a second. I mean, you know, forget about that. You know, the propaganda aspects, the writing of it. I'm sure you'll want to talk about Graham Greene in a moment, but just step back as a film. The two things that really struck me when I watched it again, uh, maybe the third time I've seen it, when I watched it again um, for this, was that opening, you know, the village. It's the, it, it, it's, it's the perfect, idyllic, English, home counties village. Do you, yeah, do you it, know the name of the actual village? No. It's called Turville in Buckinghamshire, and it's where the Vicar of Dibley Yes, uh, was okay, there, there we that's go. There we go. How, this is basically Nazis come to Dibley. That's exactly what it is. This is a perfect. <laughs> Nazis come to Dibley, kill Dawn French. Yes. And, um... But the, so the first thing is, it's just this, you know, you know the, the location scouts have done their job well. They've yeah. found the perfect English village with the perfect characters and the postmistress and all the vicar, you know, all, all of this sort of perfect, idyllic, rural English life. And then the violence in this film. For a film made in the 1940s, it's a violent film. It's like you know, people being killed of hatchets, people, but it, it's a, and it's closer, you know, it's not, you know, lots of blood and gore like you'd get in a, in a 90s film or an 80s mm. film, but it, but it is. It is Tarantino in, yes. in, its, in its violence for the time. And yes. actually, my, my, my DVD of it um, opens with the adult certificate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I think one reviewer said this would be a good family outing. Older children, But you say Tarantino, and it is. It feels almost Tarantino in that it's that sort of contrast between perfect idyllic English village, visceral violence occurring around it. It's a, yes, that's a bit I of mean, cinema. We, we will get to the to the to the viscerality of the violence, as you say. This it it is it is a so a this film has this odd afterlife in which yeah. it's 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 unacknowledged um, as the inspiration. For the eagle has landed, but it, it it has a sort of odd past life as well. It, it, it says at the start of it, it's it's based on a story by Graham Greene, um, which is a short story by Graham Greene called "The Lieutenant Died Last," uh, which is published in Harper's Weekly and which is quite hard to get hold of. I have got hold of it because, as you say, I went down a research <laughs> rabbit hole. I don't actually think I mentioned this film in the book. I think the editor made me take it out. He just said, you, <laughs> you've become obsessed. <laughs> I, will, I will put the Graham Greene story on, on our Facebook page. That's how we're going to do DVD extras for this podcast. <laughs> um, so go there, search for A Pod Too Far on um Facebook, and if you want, if you want to read the story, it's quite short. It's. I, I mean, I am probably going to do it this evening. Yes, so, yeah. uh, right, it, it's... It's a, I mean, it's a Graham Greene story. It's quite dark. Yeah. In the Graham Greene story, is not set in an idyllic bit of um, England. It's, uh, it's set in sort of Metroland. Yeah. I, I don't think that's how he describes it. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't. They are all. <laughs> I, I think they are. The villagers are all held hostage in yeah. the church, but it's not a. You know, it's not a nice yeah. old Norman church. It's a sort of tin roof Methodist yeah. chapel, and it's the 
poacher. It's a, it's a poacher who um, Bill Purvis, yeah, uh, who sees them off. Uh, who's sort of this kind of senile figure who maybe yeah. thinks he's fighting the Boers. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of. But but knows that that there's something wrong with these paratroopers who've landed. I think they've landed to sabotage the railway or yeah. something. And it, I mean, this was written in 1940, I think. Yeah. So so at a point at which it was really plausible yeah. that that might happen. Yeah. And uh, and he 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 sees them off with his double barrel shotgun partly because he accidentally shoots their explosives. Yeah. Um, and and actually, it's mainly about how affected he feels. Because he he sort of after he's beaten them he sort of he creeps up to have a look and the lieutenant who's a young man is yeah. still alive and and he sort of and Purvis he but the poacher finishes him off as as he would as sort of a wounded rabbit yeah um, as an act this of is mercy. a very Graham Greene story this is a very Graham yeah. Greene story none of this is in the film yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and and keeps a photograph that the lieutenant had of a baby. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the one thing he won't show anyone yeah. when they come to see him because he sort of, because he feels this odd sense of guilt about yeah. what he's done. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a minor grey and green work, but, yeah. And not much of that makes it into this film, except the Bill Purvis. Except there is a Bill, Bill Purvis yeah. poacher yeah. in this who has a influential role. He didn't survive to um, uh, the Eagle has landed. Sadly, it is a people's war. Oh yeah, film. yeah. I mean, one of the interesting things about this is that the villagers, you, a you've got this sort of a perfect cast of you've got a publican, you've got a you've got a village policeman. They're they're all in the home guard together, and that's very jolly. Um, and uh, it's the villagers who finish off the Germans. But the, themselves. Yeah, this is, yeah, they, they don't need the army. They, they're trying to contact. This this is the villagers resisting men yeah. and women. Yes. Yeah. When the film comes out. One of the, the part of the critical reception, mixed critical reception. Part of the critical reception is, um, well, you know, nobody thinks the Germans are going to invade now. It's slightly yeah. two two years too yeah. late. This film, um, you know, this is the point at which people are talking about a second front. And indeed, actually, as it comes out after sort of, as I say, the week of El Alamein, it, it comes out at a point at which yeah, Britain is starting. The, the to tide think, has turned. Okay, this, yeah, we yeah. we sort of know how this is going to go. Yeah, you know. Um, but which which perhaps actually that bothers us less watching it now. Yes, because we've, I mean, we've it's lost all, it's all a very of, long time ago. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> we've, we've, yeah. Um, there is Cavalcanti, the director, um, uh, is Brazilian Portuguese. He's he's sort of all over. He's yeah. come from a documentary um, style. There's really interesting write-ups of his involvement in this. He didn't seem to be terribly interested in the actors um, and and not terribly interested in the editing either. But the, the, the yeah. person who edited it sort of said, well, you know, we, we I, I knew what he wanted, so I, I just yeah. got, got on with it. It's... Uh, Cavalcanti was quite left-wing. A lot of people are illing quite left-wing. It's, it's an interestingly left-wing film, this. And where does it sit sort of within... Sort of officialdom, as it were. Is this this is this is not a this is not a film made you know at the government's request? No, no they they get again. It's they get they get help. Yes, you know because you're not going to be able to film soldiers running around the English county countryside without government help. Um, 
And one of the writers had this line. She said, there was always someone from the ministry around and they yeah. was, we sort of thought that they were supposed to be advising on military matters, yeah. but it was never quite clear what what yeah. they were doing. But there doesn't seem to have been heavy-handed kind of... No. It's not... So far as anyone can tell, it's not like someone from the ministry said, we need to, we need a film about how to kill a German in your back garden. Yes. yes. Um, and there were, I mean, there were a few films that were made like that. Yeah. In, yeah. at, at the start of the war but this is this is this is Ealing Studios sort of telling the story that they want to tell yeah and but, it, but you go back to that point it's quite a left-wing film in many ways it is so you know the baddie is sort of like the local sort of squire figure who is a secret Nazi yes it's fantastic <laughs> so, so, he, so so he in the in the original script he's a German sleeper agent yeah um uh, so he'd been sent over, and he's been living. I mean, basically, he, he's he's we all we always think of him as the squire. Um, yeah. yeah, he's technically he's not a squire. He's just a member of the idle rich. Yeah, but and he's obviously a cad. We, yeah. And we can see when we first see him, he's a, he, he's leading the vicar's daughter along, who's yes. a sort of who's a um, not quite an elderly spinster, but 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 yeah. she's sort of she's obviously worried that she's on the shelf, and she sees yeah. this chap as the the one person yeah. who might. Um, might rescue her, and we can tell. I think that he's leading her on, and yeah, that he, this is he, never going a, to go he's, anywhere. He's clearly but, a wrongen straight away. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a cad. Yeah. You know, he ought to either marry her or stop stop yeah. flirting with her. Yeah. Um. Uh. But in fact, in the shooting script, he, he's a sleeper agent. They cut that, which in fact makes it work much better because then yeah. he's just a posh fascist. Yes. <laughs> and um. And and the thing that that we know now is actually the extent to which. There were quite a few posh fashions. Um, there, there were quite a few posh fashions. There were quite a few sort of ordinary people. I mean, yeah. this is my my, my yeah. book is about. There were ordinary ordinary people who yeah. who did want Hitler to win and yeah. were were actually willing to sort of to do things to help. Yeah. Um. Uh, had they had they been in touch with uh, Berlin rather than as my book reveals MI5, um, that was their tragedy. <laughs> but it's um. But it, it's quite. It's it's interesting comparing it to something like in which we serve, where the women are very domestic and it's yeah. all hearth and home. Yeah, the women in this all have jobs. Yeah, I, th- I think it, only the lady of the manor doesn't have a yeah. job, and her job is being the lady of the manor. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's yeah, essentially yeah. a full time job. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> sort of, you know, so she's busy organising. You know, yeah. she is she is the most. Those flowers aren't going to arrange themselves, Rob. <laughs> well, but she's organising the billeting. Yeah, and you know, and, and very sensible about that. And yeah. I mean, there is. So there is class in this, and you can't make a film about an English village in 1942 no. without having class in it. No. But there is incredible sort of subversion of class. The first yeah. thing is that 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 the posh man, who they all keep going to for leadership, yeah. plausibly as they would, is actually working for the other side. Yes. And and they will not be able to to free themselves until they've got rid of him. Yeah. Um and the lady of the manor is 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 off. You know, perhaps had she been held in the village, she might have she might have organised them. But she's she's in the manor with the yeah. evacuee children, so 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 it will have to be the ordinary men and women, yeah, sort of stepping who, up to, to, to sort who, of save who the will, village and save, yes, yeah. who will rise up to save the nation. Yeah, and and the women will play their full part. Yeah. So so the women and there's a postmistress, there's a yeah. there's a um, uh, the milkmaids. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a really interesting take. Yeah. Um, and looking ahead slightly, possibly to, to, to best death, but basically there's a Simon Heffer 
essay about this um, on my DVD, and I will try and source that somewhere yeah. else for people about all the the sort of the the class elements of this. But his argument is that um, is that basically the ruling classes only redeem themselves in this when the Lady of the Manor um, uh, sees a hand grenade. Yeah. Land at the German hangar, land at the feet of the of the evacuee yeah. children, and picks it up and walks out of the room. Yes, that's the moment at which it's you know okay. <laughs> the posh people who have who were supposed to be leading the village and have basically fallen down on the job. Um, but as she, long as you blow yourself up in sacrifice, yeah, so you, you get bit yeah, of redemption. That, you, you get you get yeah. you get it back. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, but I learn interesting. She wasn't supposed to die in the original script. She doesn't die. It's Thor Heard. Oh, really? Who, um, who is the milkmaid. And we will talk more about Thor Heard being yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, Thor Heard was supposed to die. At some point in make, filming this, they decided it would be better if, if she died. I find this really interesting about... It, it's really interesting about the creative sort of nature of films where you find out that an absolutely key moment in the film, they only thought of it on the day or it happened by accident. It's a bit like Indiana Jones, you know, only shooting the, the guy with the sword because Harrison Ford was sick with dysentery and couldn't yeah. face a sword fight. And it's like, but that's the best bit. Yeah. And you just stumbled on it. Which well, is the process of filmmaking. You know, it's, it's different to writing a novel. You know, you write a novel, you finish the novel, the novel is done. Whereas you write your script, you turn up, there are actors, there are directors, you spot new things, you know, things evolve. Um, it's an odd, it's an odd title as well, When yes. the Day Well. I, I, it, it, it may have been less odd then. Apparently, this is a poem. It's from a poem. It's one of the that, first World War poems that, that appears yeah. on a lot of war memorials. Okay, yeah. Um, it's an odd poem. It, 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 it's an odd title. It was. It was not the title for most of um, for most of the sort of the writing of it. It was going to be called "They Came in Khaki." Okay. Okay. And they decided that was a terrible title. Would yeah. you like to hear some of the other titles? Oh, go they yes, had? right. Please. Somewhere in England, incident at Easter, backwater battle, warm welcome. <laughs> Off the map, right off the map. You sense that the, the, the brainstorming session was getting quite desperate at Ealing at this point. <laughs> Heart of the country, zero hour, the bells rang. That Saturday morning, Black Sunday. And in the United States, it, was, it wasn't released as Went the Day mm. Well. It was released as 48 Hours. Which is uh, not a bad title. It's not a bad title, no. I mean, somebody also, should Also, Somewhere make... in England is not a bad title either. Somewhere in England is not a bad title. Yeah. It, yeah. The, uh, I don't think that When the Day Well is a great title, no, either, no. but um, let's go to the after-action report. Um, quick, Dad, they're in the cable car. What's the moment that you, you want to start watching this film if you're not going to watch all of it? That's a good question. Um, I think it's quite early, actually. I think, it's quite, I think, I think the moment you've got the... The moment you realise what's happening with the... The moment you, I, everyone's I, in the village... Yeah, the, the church. Yeah, as the drama starts, the drama, you... the drama starts more or less at the moment at yeah. which at which Nora realizes yeah. that Nora, the vicar's daughter, realizes that yeah. these are Germans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a sort of. I mean, so, it's only a ninety-minute film, so yeah. it's not. So saying the second the second yeah. hour, yeah, it's, it's sort of. Yeah. That you could probably come in, you know, in the yeah. first. You could watch minutes. an episode of the Vicar of Dibley for thirty <laughs> minutes to <laughs> build the scene. Imagine which of the characters, then, yeah. <laughs> which of the characters is a secret Nazi spy? Um, oh, you know he would be in the Vicar of Dibley. Though. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> certainly by the time that George, the young evacuee boy, is making his dash, it's yeah. it's, it's proper exciting. But um, Kula King Award for the most gratuitous American character. There are no American, American characters. characters. No, um, they're not in the war. <laughs> but this is interesting. It seems when we... T- gratuitous American characters, 
appear to be a post-war invention. Yes. Because I guess during the war, you know, you're making films for a very British audience and it's only afterwards that you start thinking can we sell this yeah they, the they, they, they won't to... they won't watch this in hollywood if it doesn't yeah. have an american in it i yeah. which we which we will come back to when we talk yeah. about the eagles has landed <laughs> but um movie body count i have a confession to make which is i have not counted how many people neither have i died. often when we watch these things if it's a film where you know below 100 i will just keep a tally count i, I think i'm going to get one of those little clickers that they have at <laughs> nightclubs so yeah. i can just i can just 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 click people off every time <laughs> they get killed but no so i i don't have a body count i can't find one on the internet yeah. I mean, if any of our army of loyal listeners want to sit through it counting right maybe, maybe if you haven't seen we, the we, film i recommend the film and sit yeah. there with a clipboard and... Yep. <laughs> and introducing actors um who uh who are introduced in this film? Well, there is an obvious one, isn't there? There's a really, really obvious one. It's Thor Heard. Thor Heard killing Nazis. Young Thor Heard. I think it's really interesting, young Thor Heard, actually, because she is a because you sort of see what she looked like before yeah. forty years before she was in Last of Summer Wine, and B, she there are two milkmaids. Mm-hmm. The other one is played by Elizabeth Allen, who had going to be she was going to be a leading lady in Hollywood, and then she keeps getting passed over for roles, but she she's she's a yeah. classic screen beauty. But actually Thora Heard is the one that you remember. Yeah. Um just there there is something there that's just like, oh right, you know, actually she's uh, she's got something to her. I love the bit where she's she's uh, obviously thinking about having it away with the the Nazi before yeah. she knows he's a Nazi. You come and sit here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, yeah, it's a small small role that she absolutely yeah. made her yeah. own. And this um, was her, this was her first film, wasn't it? N- not quite her first film. She's, I mean, she's in. I know that she's in an extra kin mm. as a lorry driver. Um, she's sort of been in in bits, but I think this is the moment at which people sort of uh, say, "Oh, we can do more with her." Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sort of it, it, there's this interesting thing about Ealing that, that, that a lot of the casting of this. Almost all the involvement in this, it seems to be sort of who's available. I mean, it's yeah. a sort of it's, it's a British studio, and uh, and the credits on Ealing films aren't always reliable. Sort of people people get get credited for things that they said. I have no memory of writing that, you know. <laughs> and and other people are sort of called in. Um, one of the the female screenwriters on this, one female screenwriter on this, um, was sort of called in to do to do the the. They said. We need character here. Two other people had um, had scripted the action, and they they realised. And actually, it's the characters that make this. Yeah, because you do feel. I mean, again, like all these things, they could be a stereotype. It's like, oh well, there'll be a baker and there'll be a postmistress and there'll be a you know. Um, if you look on IMDb, it just says writing credits um, and others. Diana Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Morgan is the person who 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 gets is generally sort of credited with having, yeah. as it were fleshed out the characters which really matters there's at the moment where the postress mistress mistress just before her big scene is is talking to the soldier and she's sort of saying oh well we never had children and i yeah. i blame mr collins and he blamed me and any part and you just think yeah okay well that's that's two lines of dialogue but suddenly you've got a whole life there yeah yeah brilliant this is the done. thing we've built this snap we've built this in the film we've built up this perfect english village we know who the people that live there are and then there are Nazis yes. and violence. And, and that's, it, it, in some ways, this is going to sound mad compared to your theories. This, in some ways, reminds me of sort of 
1980s, 1990s, early 2000s American slasher horror films uh, where you start no. with yeah. idyllic location and then you introduce horrific violence. So, you, you know, you, you look at those Kevin Smith movies like Scream, yes. whatever. It's what, you know, people are just having a nice time. We get to know them for a bit. Oh, yeah. no, there's a murderer. We get, we get, case, we get, oh, we get no. to see who's, who has sinned and must yeah, exactly. therefore face we, we justice. Yeah, exactly. We learn who the people are. Yeah. We get an impression of their lives. And then suddenly there's like external shock comes. In this case, it's Nazi paratroopers. Yeah, no, actually, I can, I can, I completely see that. Um, and then the people have to, you know, fight back against the, yeah. I mean, we, 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 let's let's talk about the women in this film. There are loads of women in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and again, I mean, I don't want to throw forward too much to, to the, the Eagle Has Landed, but actually there are more women in this film made in 1942 than there are really in The Eagle Has Landed, you know, which is made in the 70s, yeah. a theoretically more, you know, sort yeah. of after women's lib and everything. Actually, yeah. the, the women in that are much less interesting yeah. than... Than the women in this, the women in this are more interesting than in uh, in which we serve. Um, yeah. They they all have proper jobs. Yeah. Uh, they they would they will all take their part in fighting. I mean, yeah. actually, so, so the men are you know, obviously one of the men is a is is, is a secret Nazi. A lot of the yeah. other men are Nazis, but all of the women in this are are great roles. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, completely. Best death. Lot of competition oh, for the, this. Yeah, there's a lot. Can we have best killing of a German? Hatchet. Yeah, hatchet. So, <laughs> postmistress with the hatchet. Postmistress. Just, I mean, actually, so my wife was watching over my shoulder, and I, like, <laughs> I can't believe they made this. You know, I mean, there, you know, there is no splatter. No. There is no gore, but but just partly because she, we have been given this woman as one kind of person. Yeah. You know that she's a scatty coat postmistress. Sad uh, she didn't have children, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite maternal. Yeah. You know, we see her. We see. We see. We see her sort of defending yeah. um, one of, one of the children from a, a nasty Nazi. Yeah. Um, and then, and it's just, and it's, there's no warning that this is coming. Yeah. I thought maybe she was going to poison the sausages or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that as it were, she was going to. Yeah. That she was going to kill him in a woman's way. Yes. If you see what I mean, that there was going to be some cunning thing yes. where we discovered that she put she put rat poison on the sausage she's feeding. No, she picks up an axe. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> going back to my 1980s slasher movie. <laughs> you know, and with no warning. Yeah. And then she's bayoneted. Yeah. Moments later, the whole thing, and in between, there's you 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 have the the women. She's she's trying to phone through. Yes, um, to help. Yes. A so warning. She's, she's hatched her, she's bought she's, herself she's some time, her, she's got the phone. Yeah, she's and only got minutes, and, and the women at the other end of the exchange see the light not go on. listening. Yeah, they see yeah. the light go on, but they don't... They don't oh, I'm yeah. not going to take not, her, take, cool, yeah. she's, you know, and that's, it's such an interesting and moment then she gets of they're just, they're just dismissing her, and she's dust on this heroic thing, Yeah. Um, and uh, and she's and now she's killed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, so I think that's... Is that, Probably the best killing of an Nazi. I quite like Mervyn Johns um, clipping the um, uh, cable so that the, the heavyweight falls yeah. on the Nazi's head. That's yeah. also it's good. Yeah, it's like slight, slight cartoon feel to it almost. But yeah. no... um, Nora, the uh, the vicar's daughter, yeah. killing Oliver Willsford at the end. I mean, that's 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 reckoned to be. It's, it's reckoned that there are two scenes in this that people who've seen it remember, and she's in both of them. Yeah, um, it's her her realizing that the. The, the, the chocolate bar is German yeah. and uh um and her shooting the man that she loved. Yeah. 
um, all of which is done. You know, and the, the others don't even notice that she's done this. We yeah. never see them f- yeah, sort of yeah, finding yeah. the squire's body. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even clear what's happened to her at yeah. the end of this. Basically, that's her last scene. Yeah. Um, is her pumping him full of lead. It's a, but that's a, that could be in a in a film noir sort of... Yeah. You could have that in American 30s film with Humphrey Bogart or something. It, it, it's... it's um, uh, whew, best death. So... I, I mean, where are you going? We, I, I think we end up giving it to the postmistress. I think you're we? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's just that little sequence of you know, unexpected, unexpected axe murder, um, calling for help, being ignored, bayoneted, and yeah. it, it, it's just a few moments. But but it's because of it's because of that earlier script doctoring we were talking about. Yeah, that, you know, we've just had a few lines of just we, we feel we know her better. We know a bit about her life history. We know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we and we do. We also you even get it with with the girls on the telephone exchange not wanting to take her call. Yeah, you know, you know what kind of person she is. Yes. If you see what I mean, and yeah. you have some sympathy, you're not like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, sort of. Um, we have seen that she may not be the most efficient post postmistress yeah. in in England yeah. at this point. Um, best meme. Good luck. Best meme. It's. I think Nora realizing that the chocolate bar is. Um, German, yes, uh, Wien. Yes. That's German for Vienna. You know, I, <laughs> I, what my Twitter feed in years to come is going to be extremely odd allusions <laughs> to the films that almost. I mean, it's already a bit like that, yeah. frankly. <laughs> but at least you have the Twitter feed, so you don't have to do it at home. Yes. <laughs> no, no one at home understanding. <laughs> <laughs> Stiffest upper lip. It's, I, there are stiff upper lips, and you know you tell us your emotions. But I think this is a this isn't this isn't a stiff upper lip film. No. This is a people's war film. This is a this is a everyone coming together to resist. You know, it, it's a different type of sort of. Yeah, there isn't a lot of time character. for sitting around. I mean, I, I I I did write down chap who realizes his son was killed in the home guard, but yeah. you know, and but but not yeah. It's not. It's, it's, it's not it's, like that film. It's, it's a, this is a film which focuses on a different part of Britain's war. Yes. Yeah. The point is to get out now. Get out there and kill them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And they yeah. will kill them. It's yeah, a yeah. very violent film. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. Nastiest Nazi. Well, I mean, it's the squire. Yes. <laughs> they will accept the. I mean, the Nazi lieutenant who announces they're going to go and kill five children tomorrow morning. Yes. It's okay. A strong yeah, yeah, bid. Yeah, strong, strong bid for nasty, nasty. <laughs> so, then, yeah. All of the all of the Nazis in this yeah. are pretty horrible. Yeah. I mean, fair Which enough. Which is why you know you kill them with a hatchet or whatever, or dropping yes. off a heavy film. You know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. There is. It is made absolutely. I mean, you do. You even with that the chap who's killed with a hatchet, we get a little slice of his yeah. life. You know, we yeah. do, we know we learn that he has children and yeah. so on, but. Um, but yes, broadly, you know, from the moment they shoot the vicar, yeah, um, it's absolutely clear yeah. that, uh, that that these guys are these guys are, are not yeah. nice. Which um, is very different to, or not very different, but you know, the, the Graham Greene story. Yes. Whereas you know, yeah. we're ending with some almost sympathy that we've had to do this to kill these Germans. Yeah. Whereas here, it's you know, set them up very explicitly as obviously bad guys. Yes. Yeah. So them. the Graham Greene story is, you know, it's a not particularly lovely part of England. You can tell that Graham Greene yeah. does not does not like this part of England. It's not yeah. a particularly lovely part of England yeah. and it sort of has to be slightly regretfully saved. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, this is oh my goodness, this is the most beautiful part of England. You you don't yeah. believe that this exists. Yeah. Um it's so lovely and it and these people are absolutely awful and they must be stopped. Yeah. 
The Dan Buster's dog prize for the most problematic moment. I didn't. I didn't have anything. You know, no, there's, yeah. there, 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 normally with normally with these, there's some moment where you might say to any child passing through the room, "We don't use that word anymore." Yeah. Well, okay. There is a there, there is a derogatory term used of the Italians. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, in, not not on a Dan Buster's level. Though. It's not. It's not. Um, on, it's not on a Dan Buster's level. No. Uh, Loose lips, the best lines. I mean, the one I've got is Mervyn John's right at the start. Um, they wanted England, these Germans did, and this is the only bit they got. Oh, he says, standing on the their graves. graves. <laughs> yes. Which is sort of... <laughs> which is, a, I mean, it's an interesting inversion of yeah. um, Rupert Brooke. And, yeah. uh, uh, foreign some, field. Foreign, foreign field, yeah. This, England, is, yeah. this is their foreign field. Yeah. There's a... It's not a great line in and of itself, but the moment where the woman says, we're going to give the Germans a bit of their own back, which is said, that's what she's saying, but the shot is of a child sleeping. Yes. Which is just kind of... I think, I suppose the point is that that's the, 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 this is just after... The, the villagers are stirred into action ultimately because the Nazis have said, we are going to shoot five of your children tomorrow yeah. morning. And at that point, it's right. Okay, well, we can't wait for yeah. help anymore. Um, I mean, it's all, all sorts of things about this film don't work. There's, there's, a, there's actually there's a lovely review line um, when it came out that, that I, I can't immediately grab, but that, 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 that said this, this film has all kinds of problems, none of which matter, <laughs> uh, which is uh, which is the, the review that we all want. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's sort of the, the there is an attempt to build tension with other messages. To you know, where they're, they're, they're trying. Thor Heard tries to get a message out of the village. The lady of the manor tries to get a message out of the village. Both of which thwarted by the by the same sort yeah. of in, uh, oblivious cousin who is somehow allowed to drive through this village, sit and have tea, and leave because they can tell that she's never noticed yeah. <laughs> that, that that it's under the Nazi jackboot. <laughs> but yeah, but but none of that's terribly well done. No. You know, and you can imagine. I mean, Hitchcock had at this stage shown how you can build tension in a film yeah. and this kind of thing, but they don't really bother with that. I mean, yeah. Cavalcanti wasn't interested in that, or didn't know how to do it, or and instead, it's all basically from from the moment that they they say well, we're going to kill children. That it's like right, well, you know, we we must now rise up. Broadsword Radio. What's completely implausible about this? Well, just the entire German operation by, yes. by the time the film is made. But you know, we can well, skirt I mean, over actually, that. even even leaving aside by the time, what they've come to this village because they've got some kind of radio device, uh, yeah, which by the way feel... they have brought in by parachute. Yes, and the, the village isn't quite near the coast. And yeah. why? Why you know our big our big invasion is coming in forty eight hours time. Better drop off a very small unsupported party of men really far away. Hopefully yes. that won't give the game away with a with a. Large piece of equipment that presumably requires yeah. power, you know, yeah. that means that they have yeah. to operate it from village. The whole the whole MacGuffin for why they're there yeah. doesn't doesn't really work. No. Ultimately. But you just it's fine. No, but to be honest, they, they they've stopped caring about that an hour <laughs> into the film. So why should we? Judgment at Nuremberg. How many war crimes are committed in this film? Have we established whether it's a war crime to drop in in somebody else's uniform? I think it is, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you can certainly be shot as a spy at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, threatening to kill the children. I mean, you know, yeah. stuff getting open and shut, really, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shooting the vicar. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, uh, <laughs> quite a few war crimes. Um, um, Duncan, 
Is this the operation that changed the course of World War Two? No. <laughs> no. We, we can move swiftly on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this worth dying for? Does this film stand up? You know, it does. It I mean, does. I obviously think it does. You obviously do. Now, I was less excited about watching this film because, um, you know, I've seen it a couple of times um, before this. Um, and yeah, I, I agreed to do it because you really wanted to and because many Thank people you. have requested it. <laughs> but having watched it... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not my it's not my favorite film. It's not even my favorite film made during the war, but it is it is an entertaining ninety minutes, and it's an interesting ninety minutes. I think minutes that's as well the thing. I don't it think it's the best about... film made in the war, and I don't think it's my favorite film made in the war. But yeah. I just I just think there's so much going on yeah. that's that is that is so interesting, and the characters are so interesting, and I think that's what ultimately um, holds me there. They wanted this podcast, the Germans did, and this is the only bit of it that they got. Thanks for listening. (laughs) That was A Pod Too Far with me, Robert Hutton, and Duncan Weldon. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you liked it, rate and review us. You can drop us a line at podtoofar at gmail.com or on Twitter at podtoofar. If you want to watch along with us, next week, the eagle has landed. (laughs) 